Resurrection Sunday. You know, when there was a resurrection, there had to be, amen, a death. And so here, I want you to understand this morning, on Easter came about, amen, uh, uh, just uh, uh, in, 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 uh, to celebrate and to monopolize the church. But it's okay because we, we ain't, we ain't uh, weird about that. Can somebody say amen? We celebrate resurrection, but at the same time, we can have a little fun too. Come on, somebody, amen. I don't get too religious on me. It's okay. Some people say, well, I don't believe in the bunny near the white, but I love his eggs and, his, and, his, and the candy that comes with it. Come on, somebody. But I know there's a Savior who saved me, who delivered me. Come on, somebody. Amen. But this morning, I want to show you something. that There is power in his resurrection. There is power in his resurrection. See, there's a few things that Jesus did, amen, that, that to help us understand who he is and what he does. And even in his death and his resurrection, he still wanted to help us and to bring a point to us. Because when he was on the cross, I need you to understand this. When he was on the cross, he, he, was, he, was, he was there sitting there and, excuse me, hanging there. And all of a sudden, he felt alone. How many of you felt alone before? Felt alone while you're being saved. You love God, but you feel alone. Here's the son of God on the cross feeling alone. And he says something in, 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 in Matthew 27. He says these words in verse 46. He says, in about the ninth hour, Jesus cried out with a loud voice saying, Eli, la, lam, sabacha, which is my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? He felt forsaken on the cross. He felt forsaken, church, amen, fulfilling the will of God. Because how many know you can feel weird while you're serving God? You can go through changes while you're serving God. You can feel, amen, that God forsook you. I know I've been saved 23 years, and, I, I, and in those years, I felt, God, where are you? God says, I'm here. I'm here, but sometimes we can't always feel him. Now, to understand the resurrection, I need to, just to give you a little bit about the, the crucifixion. He's there, and he's sitting there, right there on the cross, church. And verse 50 says, and Jesus cried out again with a loud voice and yelled up his, and gave up his spirit. Here he is, and he's being crucified, and he's on the cross. He had just felt forsaken. He felt these changes, and then now he's given up the ghost. He's given up the ghost, and he says, Lord, forgive them, for they not know what they do. He still cares about us. He still cares about us to the point of death. Church, and he goes in, the Bible says that he gave up the ghost. Even in death, he gave us something. Come on, somebody. Even in death, he gave us something. He, he gave the Holy Spirit. Amen. He gave the Holy Spirit that he would comfort us and guide us and lead us, church. And in that, his, 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 his crucifixion comes down to his resurrection, church. And I need you to look at verse 1 in chapter 28. It says, now after the Sabbath, and Matthew, now after the Sabbath, as the first day of the week, begun to dawn, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary came to see the tomb. And behold, there was a great earthquake for an angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled back the stone from the door and sat on it. My God. Here is the picture. And here's the picture where, where Mary and Magdalene, they're, they're, they're going and, and to go take the, 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 the ointments and all the stuff they had to the burial. And they're on their way, church, to a burial. 
and even before that, in a couple of scriptures before that, uh, um, the, 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 all the Pharisees were tripping out because you know people always like to talk about Christians. People like to look at Christians weird. So they begin to talk madness about Christianity. They says, well, you know, they're going to steal his body and they're going to do this and they're going to make it look like he resurrected. So I need you to go and I need you to, to go. And he's telling, he's telling the Pastor Pilate, I need you to go and have the guards and stand there and, and wrap up the rock and tighten it up really good and I need you to stamp it and make sure nobody gets inside there. It's just like when atheists believe that there's no God. They, they fight so much that there's no God. Come on, somebody. They fight so hard to prove that there's no God, that there must be a God. Come on, somebody. They, they, they try so hard to push it. And, well, they even get angry when they say there's no God. Well, well if there's none, what, what is there to fight about? So here is the Pharisees, and they're right there. And it says, you know what? We need you to go. I need you to do this and do that. And they go and they do that, church. They go and they stamp it. They wrap it up. And the guards are right there, and everything's going on. And the Bible says that an angel came. Come on. That, that Mary and them were going and they were going to go see the burial and go do what they do in the tomb. And all of a sudden, church, in verse 2, the Bible says that there was a great earthquake. See, God likes to shake things up. God likes to shake things up. God will always shake things in your life. Amen. God will shake some stuff in your life. Amen. To prove a point. That, that, he, that he's there for you, amen. And listen carefully. And for an angel of the Lord descended from heaven, my God. An angel of the Lord came, church. And when he came, he didn't just come just for anything, but he came for the purpose. And he came with the purpose, the Bible says, and he came and rolled back the stone from the door. Now, now not only did he roll back the stone, but he sat on it. I was sitting there like, why did you sit on the stone? What, what, what do you do? What, what happens when you sit down? What, what happens? Anybody happens? What happens when you sit down? You, all of a sudden, you, you, you get a little comfortable. Amen. When you sit down, it's almost like your job is done. It's almost, almost to the point where, where he, he came and said, you know what? I'm going to relax here and I'm going to sit here. Amen. He's, he relaxed and he sat on the rock. Here. Listen carefully. Saying this stone will never again be closed again. See, when God rolls away things out of your life, when God rolls things out of your life, he said, I'm sitting on them. Why are you trying to pull them back? Come on, you're not that person. I've set you free. I've delivered you. I pulled you out of the miry clay. I've delivered you. Amen. Here's a sign of, of, of hope and resurrection. Here's a hope of restoration. Here's a hope of salvation. Come on, amen. Jesus said, I came to save you and to roll back all the junk out of your life. I want to I get that stuff out of your life. I want to get that stuff out of your way. And I put an angel on to, to sign, seal, deliver. Amen. amen. To let you know, amen, and to let others know that you have been changed and you have been delivered. Come on, somebody, amen. I don't know about you, but I, when I got saved, I had a stony heart. I had a rough heart, but God gave me a heart of flesh. And he rolled away all the junk that was there. And he goes on, church, and I need you to see his, and his continent was like a lightning, and his clothes was white as snow, my God. He came, church, to purify us. He came to let us know that we can live holy again. Come on, we can be right again. Come on, we can be in our right mind and our right life. Amen, live, live a, a, like a right husband, like a right wife, amen. Get us back to that first love, back to that first place. 
See, the resurrection is the place where Jesus saved us, delivered us, and gave us hope. But it, 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 don't, it don't stop there, church. It don't stop there. Amen. It, it didn't stop there. The Bible goes on. He says these words. I love what he says. He says, he says this, and it's very simple. He goes, and the guards shook for fear of him and became like dead men. My God. You ever seen somebody, man, uh, just freak out, man? Wow. And the Bible says their appearance, man, it, it just shocked them. Because why? Because God was fulfilling prophecy. God was fulfilling his promise. See, God will keep his promise in your life. If God promised something, he's going to do it. Come on, if God says something, he's going to do it. And so here he is. Here's these men, and they're watching the prophecy come to pass. And so they're tripping out. And not only are they tripping, but, but the angel answered and said to the women, don't be afraid. For I know that you seek Jesus who was crucified. Because how many know sometimes that when God begins to do stuff in our life, it's a little trippy. When all of a sudden God begins to fulfill prophecy in your life, whoa, I dream about this. God showed me this. And you're like, whoa. You're like, what happened here? God said, I'm keeping my promise. See, almost about six years ago, about six years ago, the Lord showed me that in Riverside, we were going to have fire in Riverside, a bunch of fires. They didn't know what it meant, but I know there'll be a bunch of fires. Then he showed me that we're going to be in a different location, a couple different locations. I didn't know that. I didn't know what he meant. I was thinking we're going to have revival and we're going to be having different. I was thinking, I was thinking but God was showing me that your church was going to burn. Hello. And that I had something greater for you because in that picture, listen to me, in that prophecy that God showed me, he showed me in a bigger building that we were in, the one that we're getting, and he showed me that there was a, there was a, there was a come on, amen. There was one of the pastors that was there with us and the pastor had a baby boy. Now listen carefully, I, I, even in the dream, I was telling my wife, and told them, I says, I didn't know the baby boy was his or mine. I didn't know. I said, because he was in a room, in the, in the pastor's room. And then I, I, go, I, I thought about it, I go, well, the, the woman can't have a baby, and he can't have a baby. So maybe it's ours, but I, I just don't know. But it was in the dream about five, six years ago. All of a sudden, now he has a baby, a baby boy. Come on, somebody. A baby boy. So I'm going to show you how God works. He has a baby boy, and I said, praise God, amen. I didn't have another kid. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> and, and, and so there he is, and, and God, God miraculously made it possible for them. And so where we're at is exactly almost look like the same thing that's going to take place. See, God, will fulfill, and I'm like, whoa, I'm talking about, man, look at God fulfilling promises. See, when God speaks something into your life, he's going to keep it. Come on, somebody. God's going God gonna to fulfill it. It might take time, but it's still going to happen. And here is the picture, and here they are of rain. He says, he says, no, no, no. He says, don't worry. But listen, verse 6. He is not here, for he is risen. Come on, somebody. He's not here. He is risen. And he said, come see the place where the Lord lays. He goes, I want you to come in, and I want you to look that he's no longer in the tomb. He's showing them he's not in the place of death no more. And his body's not there. See, God wants you to know you're not where you used to be no more. Come on, somebody. You're not where you used to be. I want you, you need to take a look. You're not where you used to be. You're not strung out. You're not lost. You're not tweaking. You're not in a, all these weird relationships. But you're in the house of God with your head on right, serving God. Amen. Don't be afraid. God is with you and not against you. See, I need you to catch a picture of the resurrection. It's to help you. 
It's to love you. It's to care about you. It's to get you to a place, amen, of greatness. And to understand that, don't get stuck in the tomb. Don't get stuck in your past. Don't get stuck in your afflictions. See, Jesus could have said, you know what? I've been whipped. I've been hurt. I've been crucified. They hurt me. You know, I don't want to come out of this tomb. I don't, I don't. He could have said, my God, they don't care about me. They ran away and left me. They deserted me. One gave me up for 30 pieces of silver. Another one, amen. Come on, another one. They took off running. One took off cussing. But my God. He should have said, I, 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 I'm hurt physically and I'm hurt spiritually. Lord, forget them. But he did in church. See, a lot of us, sometimes we get stuck in our tomb. We get stuck in our hurt. We get stuck in our cross. We feel alone. No one loves us. No one cares. And after we pass that, amen, uh, they take us down and we're getting pampered. Now we're getting healed. And, and, and then we start reflecting on the past. And so instead of burying it and let it be gone, we bury it and live with it. And we don't want the tomb to be rolled away, the stone to be rolled away. So when Jesus trying to roll the stone, we're like, no, 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 I want to have this hurt. I want to have this anger. I want to have this bitterness. I don't want to forgive this person. Because if I forgive them, I got to let it go. Let it go. Let it go. Something like that. That's, the, that's why everybody hated that song because it was the truth. Let it go. It was a great song, but I got tired of it. No, you did it. It was hitting your heart. Let it go. Amen. This is a different sermon for you this morning. Amen. I think it will make it more personal for you. Personal for all of us. Verse 7 says these words, and go quickly. After you look inside. And after the stones roll away, I need you to, I need you to, to go quickly, listen carefully, and let and tell his disciples that he is risen from the dead. And indeed, he is going before you into Galilee. There you will see him. Behold, I have told you. He says, I need you to go. And women, do what you do best. Tell them. Come on, somebody. <laughs> Amen. Tell them all that you see. Go, come and say quickly. He said, go quickly and tell the disciples. See, she directed him, go tell the disciples that he is risen, that he kept his word, that he kept his promise. Because God keeps his promises, church. Tell him, God keeps his promises. God, I need you to go in and tell me, I need you to go quickly, and we're going to meet you here. See, God is always going to meet you at a certain place. But are you going to be there? See, we can come, as I'm saying, he didn't want to meet him at the tomb no more. He's not going to meet him stuck in the hurt. He's not going to meet him at the cross. But he's going to meet him in the mountain in Galilee. He's going to meet him. He's going to meet you over here. And if we don't get there, we can't blame God. Come on, somebody. If we don't get where we're supposed to be, we can't blame God. We need to look and reflect on ourselves. He said, I need you to go here and be here. I need you to go tell them. And listen, so they went quickly from the tomb with fear and great joy and ran to bring his disciples the word. Church, they, 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 they took off running and they were excited, but at the same time, like, like tripped out. 
How many have ever understood when, when God's moving in your life? Like you feel, you feel God moving, but at the same time, you feel like, whoa. And so here they are, they're going with that expectation, with the word of hope, with the, with the, with the, with the word of, uh, to bring uh, strength and courage to the disciples, to the men. See, God, listen carefully to this, I'm going to tell you, God will always give a word to a woman. God will always stir up a woman. You don't hear me, though. God will always stir up the woman when the men want to act weird. When a man wants to stay stuck, God always give a word to a woman. Come on, somebody. Amen. Well, two of you guys believe that. Amen. I always wonder, why didn't God show up and speak to the man? He was always talking to the man. Why didn't God speak to the disciples? But he spoke to the women. And I started thinking about it because women are really detailed. You talk to a guy, it was cool, it was great. You ask a woman, well, it was great, man. It was like about 45 degrees, and there was like about 10 people out there. You know, uh, the sun was like, you know, coming down already. And, and, you know, they were wearing high heels. I don't know why they were wearing high heels, but, you know, they're detail. That's why you guys you always get busted. They're detail. My pastor tells me, when you train your wife too well, my wife's like law and order. She sees everything. They asked me a hundred questions. I'm like, oh, Jesus. Where are you going? What time? Where? I'm like, hmm. And then it runs on to the next generation because my daughter, right when I was leaving, to the, I was going, taking off to Idaho last week. Oh, we went to Idaho, man. God moved in Idaho. Great. I'm telling you, God moved. Amen. God, God just God brought peace, and, 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 and they were just excited. God just bringing a restoration and, and just work with the leadership and work with the church. It went tremendous. But before I was leaving, my daughter, she's six years old, and she tells me, Dad, where are you going? Going to Idaho. Why? I'm going to go help a church. When? Who's going with you? And they tried to go. I'm like, I'm married to one wife. Calm down. And I looked at her and said, oh, I feel sorry for your man. I told her, I feel sorry for your husband. <laughs> You've been trained well at a young age. Oh, Jesus. So here they are, and in and, and verse 9 it says, As they went to tell his disciples, behold, Jesus met them, saying, Rejoice. So they came. He, he met them, he says, Rejoice. Rejoice that you ain't stuck no more. Rejoice that you've been set free. Rejoice that I've kept my word. Rejoice that I keep my promises. Rejoice. Amen. Rejoice, church. He says that we need to rejoice because we're not stuck in that fire no more. We're not stuck in the past no more. We have been delivered. We've been set free. God has kept his promises. Amen. And the Bible says that they, they worship and fell at his feet, church. They begin to worship Jesus. And verse 10, Jesus says, and then Jesus said to them, do not be afraid. Go and tell my brethren to go to Galilee and there, he will be, there they will seat me. He's setting up for something else, church. He, he, an angel came. I need you to see this really quick. An angel came. He moved the tomb. He moved the rock away. He spoke to the women. The women then bringing a word to the disciples that he kept the promise. He, they meet him at the place they're supposed to be. And he begins to speak to them and tell them, I want you to go tell the brethren. I want you to go tell everybody else. What's taking place? Because not only am I going to empower the men and the women, but I'm also going to empower others. Come on, somebody. Amen. I'm also going to empower others. 
But you need to understand that every time you're about to do something and every time you're about to get your breakthrough, there will always be something to counteract you. You always have the accuser of the brethren come against you. You always have, amen, that person will come in and lift up lies, amen, because the devil, he's a liar. He's a good liar. The Bible says he's the father of all lies. Amen, and, he, and he's good at that. And all of a sudden, the, these soldiers took a bribe. They took a bribe to, to, to counteract what they said. And this is what a lot of times we don't get into, but I need you to understand this, that in a, in a fantastic miracle amongst a great, tremendous work of God, the enemy always tries to come in. And he tries to mess with people. And people will try to mess with you. I know sometimes your family will say, well, I don't believe it. I don't believe you changed. You look the same, you act the same, you talk the same. But I don't do the same thing. Hello, come on, somebody, amen. Let's see, the Bible says in verse 11, it says, now when they were going, behold, some of the guards came into the city and reported to the chief priests all the things that had happened. When they had assembled with the elders and counselors together, they gave a large sum of money to the soldiers. Saying, tell them the disciples came at night and stole him away while we were sleeping. Hmm. And if this comes to the governor's ears, we will appraise him and make you secure. So they took the money and did as they were instructed. And this saying is commonly reported among the Jews until this day. My God. Here is the picture, church. I need you to see See, money talks. What is your price tag? These men were bought. They were bought to lie. They were bought to turn the other side. They were bought to neglect the miracle of the resurrection power. See, the enemy will come and he'll try to buy you out. He'll come and try to rob you from that experience you had with God. He'll try to take from you your salvation, your deliverance, your healing. He'll try to take your hope from you. He'll try to rob you, amen. And he'll bring money, he'll bring girls, he'll bring guys, he'll bring a job, he'll bring whatever he can to take from you, to rob you, to make you think all this other weird thing. Mm-mm-mm. My, my. It's getting holy in this Baptist church. Come on, They were bribing him. One thing that I've learned throughout the years, the enemy would try to find out your price and what you like. He tried to dangle in front of you the past. That's why church, when they looked in the rock, they looked in the tomb and says, it's gone. It was done with. I don't, I don't do that no more. That ain't me no more. Come on, somebody. Amen. Amen. It's been buried. Amen. And God has removed junk out of my life. And I'm no longer stuck in this place. But I've been delivered. I've been set free. Amen. God's given me a hope. Come on, somebody. He's, he's given me a second chance. And I'm not going to give in to the temptation nor to the lie. See, here's these soldiers. And they're being kept away from a breakthrough in their life. This morning, I want you to know. That God sees and the enemy looks. And God says, I, I want to do something different with you in this resurrection this year. See, the thing that God laid out, church, in the resurrection that the Lord spoke to me yesterday, 
a couple of days ago is, not only did I come to give you salvation, not only did I come to restore you, not only did I come to give you hope, but I came to empower you. Come on, somebody, I came to empower you. I came to empower you, church, and, and not only just, just anything, but he came to empower you with something, church. The Bible says, amen, in, in, in verse 16, then the 11 of the disciples went away into Galilee to the mountain which Jesus had appointed for them. See, it's good when you keep your appointments. God said, they got an appointed time. Look at, verse, look at verse 17. When they saw him, they worshiped him, but some doubt. Because I know you're going to struggle. There's going to be a struggle within you. The Bible says, I believe, but Lord, how by unbelief. And here's people, some people were struggling with doubt. And, and some were like, man, I, I, I knew you were going to do it. I knew you were going to do it. Come on, somebody. Amen. Because it's always going to be wheat and shaft always going to grow together. <laughs> look, look, at verse, look at verse 18. Look at this is, this, is, this is powerful. And Jesus came and spoke to them saying, here he is. Here he is. He, he, he's, he, he rose from the dead, church. He resurrected, and he meets the disciples, and he meets the people, and he tells them these words. All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. My God. He's telling them all authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Listen, verse 19. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all the nation. Baptize them in the name of the Father, the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, church. He could have said anything else. But he comes and he's telling them, don't forget your purpose. Don't forget what I've trained you to do. Don't forget, amen, why I called you disciples. Come on, don't, don't forget, amen, that I called you to go and make disciples. See, it's your job, church, amen, and, and through this resurrection to reach your family, to reach your loved ones. Come on, amen, to reach, I'm going to say to reach, to reach them, to reach them. To love on them, church. To make disciples. Look at verse 20. Teach them to observe all things that I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of age. He didn't say this before he died. He said this after. Come on. He was crucified. He raised from the dead. Then he says this. My God. He's come with the Thomas. Look at all authority is given to me. From heaven and earth. Amen. And I'm going to give it to you. I'm going to show you where he gives it to us right now. We're going to jump to that really quick. And, 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 and he says, I need you to go and make some disciples. I don't want you to go to just a city church. I don't want you to be a bump on the log. But I need you to go and reach your family. Reach your co-worker. Reach your neighbor. Come on. Reach the person that you love. I need you to go out and reach somebody. Amen. And if you're reaching people and if they don't listen, it's okay, but at least you're telling somebody. Come on, somebody. Amen. Amen. At least you're telling somebody. Jeremiah was known as a reaping prophet. Amen. Nobody got saved, but he was telling everybody. So, listen, as long as you're telling somebody and they don't come, that's fine. But if you ain't saying nothing, then something's wrong. Something's wrong. See, Jesus didn't die just to die. Just to give you salvation. He, gave, he wants you to go and, and to reach others. Come on, somebody. He said, I need you to go. Amen. And I need you to go and make disciples of all the nation. Baptize them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Teaching them to observe, to watch out, to teach them. Look, all things that I have commanded you. 
I am with you always. He said, I'm with you always. What do you mean I'm with you always? Why? It's because Jesus says, not only, not only am I going to be with you, but I'm going to give you somebody to be with you. I want you to go to Acts really quick. Acts chapter 1. Verse 4. And being assembled together with them, he commanded them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father, which he said, you have heard from me. For John truly baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. Therefore, when, you, when they had come together, they asked him, saying, Lord, will you at this time restore the kingdom of Israel? And he said to them, it is not for you to know the time or the seasons which the Father has put in his own authority. This is verse 8. But you shall receive power when the Holy Ghost comes upon you. You shall be witnesses in me in Jerusalem and in Judea and Samaria and to all the ends of the earth. Come on, somebody. Amen. There's a reason. Church, there's a reason why Jesus was crucified. His crucifixion, church, took up the sins of the world. His crucifixion, amen, bore everything that you and I, amen, can come to Christ. He took sicknesses and diseases and hurts and pains and, and all the bitterness. He took it aboard on his, on, on his body. And then the Bible says that he was buried in a tomb. He says, then I'm going to come and fulfill promise. The resurrection shows us that he fulfills his promises. The resurrection shows that he keeps his word. Come on, somebody, that he keeps his word. And that resurrection shows that he will empower us. The resurrection is to show us that we need to go and reach others. Amen. Then there's a one more part that happens. There's the ascendment. He ascends to heaven, church. But he ascends to heaven, not before leaving the Holy Spirit, the comforter. Come on, come on, somebody. Amen. To give us comfort, to guide us, to lead us, to direct us. Amen. See, he was always looking out for us. Jesus thought about you before you were even born. The Bible says when you're yet sinner, Christ died for you. Come on, that, that's nothing greater than that. When we're yet sinners, Christ died for us, for me. Amen. The Bible says in verse 9 in Acts, verse 1, it goes, Now when he had spoken these things, well, they watched, he was taken up on a cloud, received them out of their sight. He says he, he's taken off now on the cloud. He's ascending into heaven. And he's ascending to heaven, church. He's saying, I did my job. I fulfilled my promise. Now it's you. Up to you now to do your job. Come on, somebody. Amen. Now it's up to us, amen, to reach out. Now it's up to us to be the witnesses that he wants us to be. A witness, amen, uh, to the world. A witness, first of all, to our, our, our family, our, 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 our circle, our close family. Our family, the ones we love, the ones that we can touch quickly. People that we know. Then he goes on, he says, not only do I want you to be a witness to me in Jerusalem, but in Judea, a little further. And, and, and Samaria, a little further. And the ends of the earth, amen, that like we're doing, we're going out, we're going, we got churches in Colombia, in the Philippines, uh, in Brazil, in England, we have them all over the place. We're going all to all the different nations. I leave, I leave the 14th of April to go do a conference, amen, for churches that are connected all the way in the Philippines. Come on, amen, that, that's God, that's God moving already. 
Do you know right now that we have people who are hearing us on podcasts from, from, uh, from uh, um, um, Greece, from uh, Brazil, from uh, um, um, ay, 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 Holy Ghost, uh, Norway, in, in um, Europe, North Africa. Come on, somebody. There's uh, North America. We have all the continents that are, God is opening. And God is placing on my heart. My wife will tell you, God's placing on my heart to go to Russia. He said, I want you to go to Russia. I want you to go to Russia. And I'm saying, God, I don't know nobody in Russia. He said, but I want you to go to Russia. He said, I want you to go to Russia. And I'm sitting there and I'm like, man, and it's the third time he spoke to me. And I said, I got to do it. And I, I talked to my pastor. pastor, I need to, got somebody to go to Russia. He says, good. He said, I got a guy you can go with. I'm like, oh, thank you, Jesus. Come on, amen. He already, he goes, he has a lot of people over there that are waiting. See, God knows. God knows, amen. But we, we, we are taking care of home base. We are taking care of, we're going to continue reaching out to our family. We're going to continue reaching out to our loved ones, amen. Our, our co-workers, amen. We're going to people that we see in the streets, people that we see at, at, at stores. We're going to continue reaching out to them. Don't let his resurrection just pass by like nothing. It, it, what, he didn't just get a whooping for nothing. He didn't rise from the dead for nothing. He rises with a purpose and a plan. Amen. Come on, a purpose and a plan that he will empower us, church. As the worship team comes up, that he will empower us. That he will empower us to be a witness. To be a witness. Look at how much God has done for you. Come on, look how much God has done for you. Look what he brought you out of. Look at what he's restored. Some of you couldn't even stand each other, but look at you now. Some of you couldn't even stand yourself, but look at you now. Amen. And, and God, has, God has put you back, amen, on your two feet. God put you in your right mind. Come on, somebody. That, that, that's, that's God right there. That's God. Amen. I remember coming in and, and getting saved, amen, in, the, in 90, about 93 and, and not knowing, amen, how to talk, not knowing, amen, how to do anything. And I, I was just caught up in my madness, caught up in, in drugs and partying and caught up doing all this craziness. And, and all of a sudden, God came and touched my life. Amen. He rescued me out of the junk and out of all the madness. And he, he took me out of prison. He took me out of all these mad areas. And, and he put me in my right mind, church. I, I, I owe it to the kingdom of God. Come on, I owe it to the kingdom of God. Why do I say I owe it to the kingdom of God? Because I was working for the kingdom of darkness. I was getting people strung out. I was getting people lost. I was getting people caught up in all this stuff. So I owe it to God to continue to build his kingdom. I owe it to God to continue reaching out to the lost at any cost. Come on, somebody. And so we have to understand that God wants to use you to be a witness to be a witness. See, Mary Magdalene went to be a witness for him. They ran a witness to the disciples. And then the disciples went and witnessed to the brethren. And the brethren went to witness to the nations. We got to continue keeping that up. Amen. It's not over. It's just begun. Come on, church. Even what's going on right now. Look at all the things that are happening right now. And all the bombing, all the stuff taking place. Amen. We need to stand as a church for the righteousness of God. We need to stand, amen, and believe that God is able, that God will restore, that God will mend, that God will heal. That's a God that we serve, amen, because we have a vision, we have a purpose, amen. Come on, let's give the Lord a good shout. Hallelujah.
Hallelujah. Come on, stand with me. Stand with me this morning, church. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Lord. See, we have a mandate from the Lord, and that's to reach the lost at any cost. That's to teach him the word of God. Amen. That's to mend the hurts and the wounds. And that's to send them out into the harvest field and into the church to take over. Amen. For the kingdom of God. Because devil, you're not going to have our families. Devil, you're not going to have our children. You're not going to have our spouses. We rebuke you in the name of Jesus. We come with authority from heaven. We come with power from heaven. We come filled with the Holy Ghost standing together in unity trusting God come on if you love God give the Lord a shout tonight this morning hallelujah if he pulled you out of the hurt and the miry clay give the Lord a shout hallelujah come on hallelujah if you're grateful for what he's done give the Lord a shout tonight hallelujah thank you Jesus hallelujah father we are here we are here today we are here today, God, that we will be the witnesses that you want us to be. The witnesses you want us to be. It is not just for some of us, but it's for all of us. We all need to be a witness for the Lord. And I want everybody to come right now this morning. Everybody come to the altar. Come, everybody come to the altar. Come now, now. Let God use you to be that witness unto the Lord. Don't hold back. Let him use you. Don't say, well, I'm not ready. You're ready. Well, I got a few things. Don't worry about it. God is rolling away the stone. God is cleaning you up. God is preparing you and getting you ready for great things, for a great purpose. Hallelujah, hallelujah. He cares for you, church. Oh, he cares. He cares. He cares enough. Well, you're a yet sinner. He died for you. Nothing else that you can make a man that love you anymore. He loves you. But this is your time to become that witness. This is the time that you'll reach out. Don't let time go by no more. The seasons are closer. Jesus is coming back. He needs the mouthpieces like you. Amen. To tell people about Jesus. He needs you to tell them how great and how mighty he is and how much he loves them and cares for him. That he gave his only begotten son. Amen. You know that John 3.16, that sign is everywhere. It's in movies. It's in cartoons. It's in the Super Bowl. It's in movies. It's all over the place. At atheist parties and everywhere else. John 3.16, all over the place. Why? That scripture. Because the Bible says that for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. For those who believe will not perish but have everlasting life. That scripture alone is everywhere. Imagine if God didn't love us or he didn't love the world. He wouldn't give his son. But he loved you enough to give his son to be on the cross to die for our sins to resurrect, to give us hope, to empower us, to reach others. Come on, give the Lord a good shout. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Every head bowed, every eye closed. Father, I want to thank you, God, for your church, for your people, God. Lord, we come this morning, Father, 
letting go of our insecurities, oh God. Letting go of the past, oh God. Not holding on to no nothing, oh God. Letting go. Letting go. Letting you do what you do best. Clean us up. Clean us up, oh God. Wash us. Sanctify us. Equip us, oh God. Give us peace. Give us strength, oh God. Lord, that we will become the witnesses you want us to be. That we will lift up your name, God. Not ashamed of your gospel, Father God. Lord, crying out to you, Abba Father. Reaching our brothers, our sisters, Father God. Our loved ones, Father God. Reaching our co-workers. The hurting. The backslider, oh God. Letting them know it's not over. It's not over. That we will continue reaching out further, God. Further as we grow. Further as we grow, Father God. Hallelujah. Come on, just begin to get a hold of them right now. Come on, just begin to get a hold of them right now. Hallelujah, hallelujah.